This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Amen. Doesn't Diva do a great job? Thank you. Uh, I would like to hear it once more for the band. Wasn't that wonderful this morning? And now, you deserve a hand. You know what for? You don't know, do you? Next Sunday, New Life will officially be 25 years old. How about that? That's a big, big deal. These are very exciting times at New Life. Last Sunday, we baptized four people in our church, and that, yes, that was a phenomenal morning. And um, just for those of you who are interested in these sorts of things, in the 25-year history of our church, we have baptized nearly 1,000 people. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. This morning, we are taking the wraps off of IMPACT. And if you came last Sunday, you learned that the acronym IMPACT stands for It's My Purpose to Act with Christ Touch. And if you want to know more about that, just go to our website, pull up last Sunday's teaching, and it will walk you through sort of the biblical background for why that's why we are followers of Jesus, so that we can do the good things that he has prepared in advance for us to do. And that is really what impact is about. Next Sunday, we launch our community group signups. The 1st of March, we are beginning to sign up people who want to go to Mexico to build a house for a homeless family in Mexico. And um, I know I spoke with the people out there at the Mexico booth. And if you're interested in going on that trip, you don't have to wait to March to sign up. You can actually go to the booth and you can uh, sign up and let them know you're interested in going. You can do that today. So, yeah, these are very exciting times at New Life. God's doing so many things. This morning, I want to start with a passage of Scripture that when it comes to the description of Jesus' life and ministry, it's one of my favorites. It's so filled with meaning. And you'll see it up here on the screen. This was written by the prophet Isaiah some six to 700 years before Jesus was born, but it was a prophecy about Jesus And later on, when Jesus was teaching, he actually pulled up this passage and he he read it to the people and he said, I am fulfilling this passage for you today. So we know it was about Jesus. And here's what it says. The spirit of the Lord, the eternal, is on me. The Lord has appointed me for a special purpose. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to repair broken hearts, to announce the year of Jubilee, the season of the eternal's favor. And going on to the next slide, 
For those who mourn, it will be a time of comfort. And also for those who grieve. Now listen, God has sent me to give them a beautiful crown in exchange for ashes. Now you have to know something about that ancient Middle Eastern culture. When they were sad and they were grieving, they would take ashes and put ashes on their forehead. It it is, for those of you who have a more, let's say, liturgical church background, the whole idea of Ash Wednesday and putting ashes on your forehead, it actually comes from this. It was a sign that someone is was in deep, deep sorrow and grief. And what did Jesus say? I'm going to give them a beautiful crown in place of those ashes to anoint them with gladness instead of sorrow and to wrap them in victory, joy, and peace instead of depression and sadness. That was a description of Jesus' ministry on this earth. He proclaimed good news to the poor. He repaired the brokenhearted. He went to the people who were hurting and they were struggling and they were depressed and they were sad, and they were grieving. And Jesus found the most beautiful way to wrap them in joy. Not to trivialize their sorrow, but he gave them a way to look through their sorrow to a day on the other side that would be filled with joy. And as they began to follow Jesus, they began to take off the ashes of their spirit and they began to wear internally a crown of joy and victory. Toward the end of his ministry, Jesus said something that I think is so profound. Here it is on the screen. He said, as the Father sent me So now what? I am sending you. So what does that mean? Take a look. What it really means is that this is not only a beautiful description of Jesus' ministry on this earth. It was meant, this whole idea of repairing the brokenhearted, this whole idea of helping people exchange the ashes of sadness and depression for a crown of victory and so forth. This general description of Jesus' ministry is intended to be a general description of the work of his church. And can we put that on the screen? I want that to sink in. When people ask, what does your church do? Wouldn't it be amazing if the immediate answer was, we preach and teach the good news of Jesus to everyone. We heal and repair the brokenhearted. We minister to those who are sad, to those who have been Oppressed, that means pushed down in our culture. 
to those who have been marginalized. That means pushed out to the edges of our culture. And we serve and elevate them and bring them into the mainstream of our world. And yes, we relieve human suffering. Two weeks ago, we had a whole teaching. And again, if you want more information on this, go to our website, pull up the teaching from two weeks ago. Because we talked about these three causes that were the central causes to Jesus' ministry on this earth. They are the causes closest to his heart. And now they are the causes closest to our heart. And they are those that spread the good news of Jesus and his kingdom. We do that every Sunday. We do that throughout the week. It's who we are. Secondly, we serve and elevate the marginalized and the oppressed in our culture. That's why our partner causes are here in the house. A little bit more about that in a minute. And then last of all, we serve those who are suffering and we work to relieve human suffering. If that's what Jesus did, well, that's what we do. That makes sense to everybody? So, the partner causes are in the house. Yes, they deserve a hand. All nine of them. I want to take a minute and walk us through a portion of our website because we have a whole portion of the website that's actually dedicated to this impact ministry. And so, uh, when you pull up our website, here's the very first thing you will see. And you will notice, what happened? Oh, here we go. There it is. Right up there is a thing called impact. If you click on impact, it will bring you to this portion of our website. And on that portion of our website, you'll be able to, to scroll down. And as you scroll down, uh, let's go. Yes. You will find a section that says, it's sort of like an FAQ about impact. And I use screen capture. Are you really impressed? Anybody want to read that? Yeah, okay. So I, I, I dumped it onto my pad. All right, here. So what is impact? That's the first question. Simply stated, impact is an innovative way to get new life out of our church campus and into our community. We want to bless our community and world by serving its people in practical ways because it transcends all barriers and all cultures. Love is our greatest language. And if you look at the logo of impact, at the bottom it says, Love is our greatest language, okay? Impact actually has two taglines. I'll get to the second one later. And impact give us, gives us ready and convenient ways to speak this language fluently by investing our hearts, our talents, and our time in other people. So that's what we're doing. What role does impact play in Sonoma County is the second question up there. Volunteering is a very highly held value by the people of Sonoma County. Would you agree with that? Our people, not just church people, 
all of our people love to volunteer. At New Life, we support and affirm that value which calls us to live for purposes outside of our own comfort, convenience, and pleasure. Impact is designed to build a very strong bridge between the people of New Life and the people serving causes within our community and world. Our hope is that we could also serve as a role model for other churches so they can begin building their bridges as well. When you scroll down a little bit further, you find this. How do we curate our partner causes? Well, it's clear from a reading of his life that Jesus focused his time and energies on three great causes. Those which spread the good news of his kingdom, those which served and elevated the marginalized and oppressed, and those which relieved human suffering. Our partner causes have been curated to reflect a balance among all three of those causes. Additionally, they have been curated to make sure their leadership works with integrity, values its volunteers, and provides a healthy and structured work environment for them. So we want you to know when I dismiss you in a little bit and you get to go out and visit with all the representatives and champions of these nine local nonprofits that we have vetted and curated every one of them, and that's a safe environment for you to work in. Fair enough? Okay. So right now, I want to invite all the representatives from our nine partner causes. I want to invite all the New Life champions for each of those causes to come up and take a place on the stage right behind me. And uh, behind the yellow line, um, and you guys are going to get to meet them all. So while they're walking up here, I know they can walk without you watching them, all right? So look at me so I can talk to you, all right? <laughs> the way that this works at New Life is every one of our partner causes has an internal New Life champion that actually becomes the bridge between New Life and the partner cause. They are invaluable in this whole process, and I will be working with them, and they will continually be keeping whatever partner cause they are the champion of represented well in our church. And when you go to our website and you sign up for a partner cause, it will take you to a form that, that's a new life form, and you will fill it out. It's very short. You will fill it out and your information will go to the new life champion for that cause immediately. And then that champion will follow up with you and get you directly connected to the actual partner cause that you want to serve in. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. So now let's go down one screen because as you scroll down, this is the first thing you will see and it is taking or bringing new life to Mexico. And as you can see up there, there is a button that says, whew, I can't read it very well. <laughs> Somebody read out loud. What does the top blue button say? Find out more. Find out more. Thank you. I obviously need to. Okay. 
So as you read through this little bit about Mexico, if you really want to find out more, you click that button, it will take you directly to the Bringing New Life to Mexico webpage that has pictures and information and all kinds of stuff. If you like what you see there, you go to the button underneath it, and what does it say? Ready to sign up. There you go. You click that button, and it will take you right to the form that you can use. So let's start with, where's Jimmy T? Jimmy, where are you? Have a step forward, buddy. Would you please? Yes. Jimmy is one of our favorite people, not the least reason of which is, if you email Jimmy, it says clown boy Jimmy. So there you go. Um, There's a long story behind that, and it's way deeper than you might think. Anyway, Jim is our uh, internal new life uh, champion, and I want to read to you a little bit about Mexico. New life has a long and storied connection with the San Quintin Valley on the Baja Peninsula of Mexico. The title, Bringing New Life to Mexico, is fitting because for around two decades now, we have been sending teams to Vicente Guerrero to bring God's love to this very marginalized community. We've built houses for homeless families. We've helped build Every Kid's Hope, which is a center for children too poor to go to public school. We've helped construct a church building for La Puerta de Cielo, which means the gateway to heaven. That's an actual church down there. We've worked on construction projects for a recovery center, a home for abused women and children, and done numerous outreach events in the surrounding communities. So why do we do all this? Studies have shown that children who are raised in a house are three times more likely to graduate from high school than those raised in either hovels or on the streets. Did you get that? That's huge, isn't it? Yeah. We actively support a local pastor, Luis, and his family, who were the first recipients of the first house we ever built in Mexico. And wouldn't you know it, he turned out to be a pastor. Fresh out of prison, mind you. But he found Jesus in prison. And it's an amazing story. You see, we do so much more than just build a house. In doing all of this, we grow closer to each other. And if you've ever been on a Mexico trip, you know exactly what I mean. You forge bonds and friendships that will last a lifetime. We also grow closer to our Mexican late neighbors. And we grow closer to God. Now, if you're looking for a way to stretch yourself and to get yourself out of your comfort zone, grow your faith, and you want to learn how to actually love people from a different culture, bringing new life to Mexico is probably a great fit for you. It's challenging and virtually impossible to fully describe what will happen inside you on one of these trips. It's something 
you have to experience for yourself. As I said, in March, we're going to do full-scale signups, but you don't have to wait till March. You can go straight out to bringing new life to Mexico. By the way, it's the only plywood kiosk out there. It is awesome. And you know why it looks like that? Because that's the kind of construction we use in building houses in Mexico. And you and I would look at that and go, well, that's not much of a house. But when you've been living in a cardboard shack and every time it rains, your roof melts and falls in on you, to actually live in a house with a real roof and real windows and shelter from the cold, it is truly life-changing. Okay, thank you, Jimmy. Redwood Gospel Mission. Would you guys step forward, please? The guy in the middle is Dan DeMars. He's the internal champion at New Life. The guy on that end is Eric Sangervasi. He's an old friend of this church. We have worked with Eric for years and years. And this is Tina Carnes, whom I just met today. But she is a wonderful person. So these guys represent Redwood Gospel Mission. Let me read you some things about RGM. Redwood Gospel Mission is another partner cause that we have a rich history with. We partner with them to feed marginalized and at-risk people and families during the holiday season. Listen to this. This past year, the people from just this church fed 3,400 people during Thanksgiving and Christmas. How about that? That's a small town, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. We've done numerous coat drives, socks drives, underwear drives, and through our partnership with RGM's Nomadic Shelter, last year alone, we fed and housed more than 100 homeless guests right here in this church building. (laughs) RGM's mission statement reads, and I quote, mobilizing the community to minister to the needy so that lives are transformed. It's a group of compassionate Christian people who do more than just feed, clothe, and house the needy. Where possible, they help them experience life transformation through receiving the good news of Jesus and participating in programs designed to give them the life and people skills required to thrive in our world. Now, he's not up here on this stage, but if you go to RGM's booth, I'm pretty sure you're going to meet a guy by the name of Barry. Barry comes to our church. Let's hear it for Barry. He's such a great guy. Barry is a guy who was homeless when RGM found him, and he now has the life and people skills that he is in the mainstream of our culture and such a wonderful guy, okay? Living proof. We are delighted to partner with RGM. They provide our volunteer community with a very diverse and accessible service opportunities that include working in everything from our nomadic shelter program to volunteering at a thrift store to serving at their annual events. And if you can't do anything, any of those, you can at least donate to one of their causes. All right. 
So they will be out in the corner there. Thank you, RGM. Thank you, Eric, Dan, and Tina. If you scroll down a little further, you get to heartfelt help. And we have Denise. A little secret about Denise. Remember I said we fed, what was it, 3,400 people? That vision originally started with Denise in a thing that we called a turkey challenge. I won't tell you the whole story, but, but it's amazing. But there was an event that took place in Denise's life that was catastrophic at first. I remember when she first got the news. And she came, and Denise did volunteer work at our, if you came into our church office, Denise was usually sitting behind the counter. And I remember visiting with her one day, and, and she teared up. And she said, Ron, the doctors have told me that if my heart doesn't turn around, I'm going to need to have a heart transplant. Life gets serious at that point. And sure enough, Denise, uh, three years ago? Five years ago. Wow. There you go. Oh, I should have figured that out. Yeah. Five years ago today, Denise got the news from the doctor, we have a heart for you. And five years ago tomorrow, she underwent countless hours of unbelievable surgery. And, and she stands here today with a brand new heart. How about that? That is awesome. So let me read you about heartfelt help, which is a foundation. This great foundation was founded by Denise Redeker, a heart transplant recipient right here at New Life. Having gone through the heart transplant experience, Denise realized all heart transplant recipients must overcome many financial obstacles not readily apparent to the general public. So she wanted to do something to help patients and their families pay for the costs associated with a heart transplant that insurance doesn't cover. The largest of these is the medically required post-transplant housing costs. Most of us aren't aware that transplant patients are required to relocate within a short drive of the hospital where their transplant uh, took place. So when they get released from the hospital, they can't just go home. They have to be released to a place, I believe, 20 minutes or closer to the hospital. This temporary relocation can last anywhere from six weeks to six months. Imagine if you got your transplant in downtown San Francisco, what that cost was going to be. Insurance rarely covers this, and this is where heartfelt help steps in. Since August of 2020, so just two years and four months, Heartfelt Help has now assisted just under 20 heart transplant recipients with these expenses. Thank you. I stole that from the website, but the actual number is now 30. How about that? Heartfelt Help serves Northern California transplant hospitals. Patients come from all over, literally all over, to receive their transplants at Bay Area hospitals. 
and Heartfelt Help has served patients from California, Oregon, Hawaii, and I'm sure other places now. Providing housing assistance to these amazing patients allows the recipients and their families to focus on healing and recovery instead of the potential for financial devastation. New Life volunteers are used to help Heartfelt Help in their fundraising efforts by tracking down and preparing items to be auctioned off or sold. They can also help market and support virtual cycling, walking, and running events. Huh. That might be the kind I'm best at. I'm like the lady who took her Apple watch and put it on the tail of her dog. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting my steps in. (laughs) Anyway, walking and running events held throughout the year. Let's hear it for Denise and heartfelt help. Okay, giant steps. Where? There you go. This is Elise, and I can't, there you are, Boutte. Did I get it right? Oh, that's a little French coming through, all right? Elise Boutte and Laura Hetwer. And let me read to you about Giant Steps. At Giant Steps, we strongly believe that all people can break down barriers to lead more independent, richer lives, regardless of the disabilities and challenges they face. Since 1998, we have worked to harness the therapeutic power of horses to enrich the lives of people of all ages to overcome their physical, emotional, behavioral, cognitive, and developmental challenges. Giant Steps does this through therapeutic writing and building a sense of team and community. The clients we have served represent more than 60, 60, distinct disabilities, as well as challenges unique to the members of our military community. Volunteers are trained to supervise and assist those who ride, as well as they are trained in how to properly care for and nurture the horses. Great cause. Thank you, thank you for Giant Steps. All right, Mentor Me Petaluma. There you go. This is Shannon. Most of you know Shannon. If you call our church and you need any information, don't ask me. Ask Shannon. She knows. Yeah, maybe our slogan should be New Life. Shannon knows. (laughs) The reason Shannon is up here is for a number of years, Shannon has been a mentor to a young girl in our town who has been very much at risk. And Shannon has made a real life difference to her. Okay? So let me read to you about Mentor Me Petaluma. Mentor Me Petaluma has a huge heart for the at-risk and under-resourced children and youth in our community. At its core, mentoring guarantees young people that there's someone who cares about them. And it assures them that they are not alone in dealing with with the day-to-day challenges, and it makes them feel like they matter, which they do. Research confirms that quality mentoring relationships have powerful and positive effects on young people in a variety of personal, academic, and even professional situations. Ultimately, mentoring connects a young person to a personal growth and development 
to personal growth, development, and social and economic opportunities. As a result, the community becomes more cohesive with these cross-generational and often cross-cultural mentoring relationships. And yet, one in three young people will grow up without this critical asset. That's where we can make a difference. Mentor Me Petaluma currently has a list of young people needing a mentor. They're just waiting. A caring heart and a desire to help a young person are the main characteristics needed to be a mentor. Let's hear it for Mentor Me Petaluma. Thanks, Jamie. Petaluma People Services. So now I need it. Yes, thank you. This is Elise Hempel, a longtime friend of mine, and we worked on a lot of projects together. And uh, she is one of the busiest people I know, and you will know about that in just a minute. But Mentor Me Petaluma is just one of the various causes inside of Petaluma People Services, uh, which is the umbrella organization that actually oversees it. Petaluma People Services is dedicated to improving the social and economic health of our community by providing programs that strengthen the dignity and self-sufficiency of the individual. Here's a stat that kind of blew my mind. Petaluma People Services provides assistance to over 12 thousand of our Petaluma neighbors in need through 73 human services programs, all based on best practices that achieve positive and measurable outcomes. Did I tell you she was busy? 73. Yes. Okay. They're at 90 human services uh, programs that they run. That's amazing. I'm not sure I can count that high. All right, here we go. PPSC does all this through a community of caregivers who share a common mission to help relieve suffering, make people's lives better, and to, to ensure that those who are in need are treated with dignity. With 90 different service programs offered, let's just say they could always use volunteers. What do you think? Yeah, let's hear it for Pe Petaluma People Services. Thank you. I got I to gotta get a move on. All right, here we go. Uh, Global Leadership Network. Where's Tim? There he, there he is. This is Tim Shaley. He's our internal champion, Okay. Tim is also our internal champion for Petaluma People Services, all right? So he's a very busy guy too, all right? At the Global Leadership Network, we believe everyone has influence and that all of us want to thrive in life and work. In order to do that, we need to regularly invest in the development of our people and leadership skills. Because for better or worse, in both big and small ways, every day, we impact those around us through our influence. To help our community with that, each of August, as a host site, New Life brings the Global Leadership Summit, the largest 
leadership conference in the world to Petaluma. Worldwide, more than 400,000 people from 60 different countries attend the summit annually. Summit presenters feature world-class leaders from the business, education, government, church, and nonprofit worlds. They provide actionable ideas and tips for everyday life. The summit is a very practical way New Life invests in the development of healthy leadership skills in dozens of organizations in our community. We believe everyone wins when a, when a leader gets better. New Life is partnering with the Global Leadership Network to help not just local leaders, but everyone serve our community with skills and kingdom-based principles that treat all people with dignity and respect. Here's where you can volunteer. Hosting the summit in August requires a number of volunteers. So if you'd like to help put that on, go out to the GLN kiosk and sign up and you can help us. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, G Global Leadership Network. Rebuilding Together Petaluma. All right. Gordon McGee on the end is our internal New Life champion. By the way, Gordon leads the leadership team that actually oversees all of impact. He has put thousands of hours into what we're doing today. So let's hear it for Gordon. And next to him is Drake Cunningham. And, and are you the executive director of Rebuilding Together Petaluma? There you go. Let me read to you a little bit about Rebuilding Together. Rebuilding Together Petaluma serves elderly, disabled, and economically disadvantaged members of our community with home repairs, renovations, and yard work. And that are, that actually enable people to stay in their homes when they aren't able to do those things on their own. New Life has chosen to partner with Rebuilding Together Petaluma to relieve local human suffering and to elevate those who are marginalized either by age or disability or economic disadvantage. Rebuilding Together Petaluma is a nonprofit organization in our community that brings people together to perform critical home repairs and revitalization projects for our low-income neighbors, seniors, and the disabled in need. It's a great cause for those who like to work with their hands, doing minor to medium home repairs, yard work, general cleanup, maintenance, and anything else that needs to be done to properly maintain a house or property. Every other Saturday, Rebuilding Together Petaluma schedules an opportunity to help some community member in need. New Life is recruiting team members who can be available to serve from 9 to 1 p.m. on one Saturday each month. Also, a Saturday service project would be an ideal project for a community group to serve in together. It would help you help someone and also help the group bond. Let's hear it for Rebuilding Together Petaluma. And let's see, we have Foster the City. There they are. So the lady in the middle is Britton Kendall. I know her well. And I'm sorry, I can't remember your other two names. What's your name? Melissa and... Lauren, and they are all here from Foster, the city, and 
Um, th there are so many reasons why we have chosen to partner with Foster the City. Listen to this. Each year, thousands of children are removed from their biological families because of either abuse or neglect. Now that is tragic. And even though we have a foster care system, it doesn't actually seem to be working that well. And no offense to anyone who works in it or anyone who has fostered a child. But here are the undeniable statistics. 60% of the child sex trafficking victims recovered by the FBI come from the foster care system. 3% of foster youth will earn a college degree. Only 3%. 50% of foster youth who age out without being adopted will be unemployed by the age of 24. 71% of the girls who age out of the foster care system will be pregnant by the age of 21. 50% of the foster youth who age out will develop substance dependence. 33% of the foster youth become homeless after aging out of the foster care system. It's obvious our foster care system needs some real help. Can we make a difference? Way more than you might think. Listen to these statistics. There are about 40 children in Sonoma County right now who need foster care for whom there are currently no available homes. So they're assigned to children's homes or shipped out of our county. There are more than 100 churches in Sonoma County. Are you putting together the math? And most of those churches have no one who's fostering a child in their church. And I'm sorry to say, that includes new life. To my knowledge, we don't have a single foster care child in our church right now. If only one family from each of those 100 churches would foster just one child, all 40 of those children would have more than two homes to pick from. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. This is why we're partnering with Foster the City. There are many more ways to volunteer at Foster the City than becoming a foster parent. I mean, there's a ton of ways. I'm not going to tell you all. Just go out to the booth and ask. There's a whole list of ways. Foster the City uses volunteers to help host events, sponsor foster families, and of course, maybe even become a foster parent in time. I've kept you longer than I intended. Um, I will hear about that from my friends in the back who are taking bets against me. And today they won. All right. Um, but I want to say this. Okay. You guys can all go and get your places in the lobby. Yes.
There's a reason why we've worked on this project for five years. Okay? I believe impact represents the heart of our church. I also believe it represents the heart of Christ. Okay? And you know what? When we go out into our community and we carry with us the touch of Jesus, okay, we will make a difference. Now, listen, I'm not commissioning all of you to go out and try to convert everybody you serve. Please don't do that. Just go serve, okay? The next three weeks, I'm going to give all of us some training on how to be a volunteer and how to actually serve with the touch of Jesus wherever we go. So that's what's going to happen the next three weeks right now. I'm just going to pray over us. I'm going to send you all out into the lobby. And we don't have a song. There's no fanfare. Uh, we're just going to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Are you on board with that? Yeah. All right. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you that you have touched our hearts in ways that we love to serve in ways that are beyond our own comfort and convenience. Would you? touch other people through us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.